Blog Talk Radio. Super Bowl. There's a lot of people covering the Super Bowl, but at least you're starting it out with us today, right here on the Balance Radio Network. We don't have a lot of time to go uh, do a lot of stuff that we normally do, so we'll just jump right to it. We've got a great lineup, though. I mean, as usual, you know, I actually, I actually had to turn people down this this year. Okay, this is how good we are. <laughs> We've got Adam Jimenez right around the corner here, uh, standing by the balance green rings, uh, Super Buckeye fan, Browns fan, Guardians fan, and Super Super Cavs fan, and uh, he's going to help us break down Super Bowl Fifty Eight between Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team and the Forty Niners. Also, Nate Snyder, you know him from the Fantasy Football Squad. He's also a former Indiana University star kicker. Uh, but uh, he's going to join us as well. Matt Hicks joins us, local media hero, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, then SI.com, our official NFL contributor, of course, joins us, and Mo from the BS Sports Show will be joining us. It's the Chiefs, it's the 49ers, it's the balance. We're ready to go. Hey, Mr. Adam, how are you, sir? I'm good, Tom. How are you, man? Man, I'm hyped. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It, you know, there's like three great days in the world. There's there's the Super Bowl, there's the Indy 500, and there's Christmas and our birthday, October 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about the, uh, you know, I know we're supposed to be Super Bowl talk, so we're, we're going to keep this brief. But, man, I'll tell you what, we were out with some friends last night, caught that Ohio State win in overtime against Maryland. Ohio State tried really hard to say, hey, here, take this. I'm trying to give it to you. And Maryland said, no, this is yours. This is yours. <laughs> what do you thought? I mean, that's, that's been the story of, of, of Ohio State basketball this year under Chris Holtman. Uh, but if I'm talking basketball, Tom, I'm not talking the Buckeyes. I'm talking the Cavs who have won 17 out of 18 games. Uh, I saw And that. are absolutely rolling people right now. Rolling. Roll, are you going down to the All-Stars this next weekend here in town? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to the game. I'm going to probably go down to some of the festivities downtown, though. Nice. Well, you know, I work right down there in the thick of it all. I think I'm probably going to be working from home later on in the week. I'm I'm not totally sure. But I'm excited for them to be here in Indianapolis. But I I digress uh, for sure. No hope for IU. We're going to see them in March. IU, uh, Purdue. Of course, I guess if you're going to get your ass stomped 
you know, get it done by one of the best in the country, Matt Painter and the Purdue Boilermakers will do great until the Final Four, and then they're done. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Oh, no, I just dropped my phone. Are you still with us? Uh, yeah, I just dropped my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to pick up your phone. We were great. All right, it's, it is the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've got the San Francisco 49ers. You know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are wanting everybody to use that D word so bad, and maybe we should be. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's 25 years old, been to four Super Bowls, one, two. Maybe we already are using the word dynasty. Uh, and then we, we match it up against uh, Purdy out in San Francisco, the San Francisco 49ers. He's doing great. He's, he's, he's winning games. But all we call him is a game manager. You know, I, I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs hater by any stretch of the imagination. Let me make that perfectly clear. What I don't like is let's, why do we always have to put a label, especially the dynasty, on it? What are your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58? Um, are they a dynasty or are they not a dynasty? Or do we even want to use that word yet? I would say they win. They win tonight. Yes. You win three out of four. You're a dynasty. You know, this is if this was Brady, they would be going dynasty all day long. I, I think the bigger thing for me is Chiefs win this game. This is the best coaching job from an NFL perspective that we've ever seen from a from a championship winning team. What Andy Reid has done with a bad sack receiving core, running backs that were drafted late, managing everything. I mean, this is a, a, a spectacular, spectacular coaching job. Just to get back to the Super Bowl, let alone if they win it tonight. And, and the other thing is, is I think you need to start, we need to start looking at Steve Spagnuolo as to getting into the Hall of Fame as an assistant coach. You're talking about the, the his, this would be his fourth championship defense, and you know the previous two Tom were the two Giants teams. The, the, so the Giants team that that won the Super Bowl by shutting down the undefeated to that point Tom Brady Patriots that looked like an absolute juggernaut, um, and they won that game off of the the helmet catch. But they won that game because the defense just shut them down. And I think Steve Spagnuolo is cementing his status as maybe one of the greatest defensive coordinators in, in the history of the game. So I, I think this, this game has a lot of history writing on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. And I couldn't agree with you more. And here's the other thing that a lot of people are speculating. If they win, if the I mean, if the Chiefs win or if they lose, a lot of people are speculating that the Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid will be retiring. That will certainly open up the door for him to be the new head coach. What are your thoughts on that? Maybe you know, Spags was the head coach before he went to the LA Rams, uh, or the that time they were the St. Louis Rams, I believe. They were they still hadn't moved yet, uh, but he went to coach the Rams. Um, after the Giants won that Super Bowl, and and he he could. Um, the thing that's really hard is like 
I I would lean towards in today's NFL. I would lean towards having, especially knowing you already have Mahomes. I would lean towards having an offensive head coach. Maybe they bring Eric Bieniemy back. Maybe they. I don't know. Um, I, the, the name that, frankly, if you're going to go with a defensive coach, a defensive guy as a head coach, what I would see is if you can lure uh, Matt, uh, Mike Vrabel in, um, see if he would be interested in running the show as long as they would keep Spagnolo around. I don't know. It's, I don't think Reed retires. Dude, like, lives for football. I think he's got at least one to two more years left in him. Um, and I just, I don't, I, I just don't see it this year. Um, there, there are a lot of people around the Chiefs complex that have said they think Andy Reid is still going strong. Um, I think a part of it too is he wants to continue to work his way up the all-time wins record. Um. And, and let's and here's the other side of it that we haven't talked about, Tom. Andy Reid keeps rolling. These Chiefs keep rolling. Now all of a sudden, the goat debate is more than just Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid is getting to that status. Especially because, let's be honest, some of those Bill Belichick Super Bowls are a little bit tainted because of the the various cheating scandals that they've had. This is true. I think Andy Reid it- wants to cement himself as maybe the greatest head coach we've ever had in the mm-hmm. NFL. And you know what? There, there's that that argument that we could have, and, and you wonder what, what, why has not Bill Belichick been picked back up? That might be a very good reason as to why not. And and, and maybe he's just really picky about where he wants to go. I'm not sure, but you make a very, very valid point there. You know, we got a great game between two really good quarterbacks. Say what you say, what you say, but you know the two really good quarterbacks, and we know that Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, and so probably. We're going to now begin to have that conversation. Is he one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game? We have a lot of people to put into that conversation. But now, and now we can begin to start having that conversation. Again, like you have a Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who will be playing for a fourth Super Bowl and has been named the Super Bowl MVP in two wins. On the other side, you have a second-year uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy, uh, or uh, Mr. Irrelevant, if you will. He's no longer Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, in the final pick, he was in the final pick of the 2022 draft uh, as the last selection, and again got the nickname Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but he will be, he would, this will be the second straight year two Big 12 quarterbacks face each other in the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts about that? When we think about the Big 12 and we think about the Big 12 quarterbacks, we don't think about two-time Super Bowl champions, do we? No, I, I mean, I think the reality is, is, is these days, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are coming from, or, or the good quarterbacks in the league are coming from everywhere. Um, and, and I think Brock Purdy is, is don't get me wrong, I think he's a good quarterback. I, I, don't, I still don't think, despite their winning, I can slap the great quarterback label on him. There's a lot of reasons why. He, he led the league by a wide margin in uh, a, a category that's, that is essentially potential uh, turnovers. Dude had more dropped interceptions than any quarterback in the league by a lot. Um, there have been multiple times where we have seen him 
just look awful and kind of get bailed out by the strength of their team. Um, we have seen Purdy struggle, and I mean struggle big time against uh, some of the, the top-rated defenses. I, I think the question on is Patrick Mahomes elite, I, I don't even think that's even a question anymore. I, I have Patrick Mahomes already in my top four of quarterbacks all time. Um, the things that he is doing, we just consistently, without uh, without great weapons year over year. Obviously, he's had Travis Kelsey for the duration of his career. He had Tyree Hill early. Um, but this year, ugh, the receiving core is terrible. Last year, the receiving core was probably terrible. Um, and it doesn't matter. He still wins. He still gets it done. Um, he is the clutch personified. You know, we want to talk about Tom Brady. And everybody forgets. It's like this This narrative has shifted on Brady. Brady was awful in their first two Super Bowls. I mean, dude was terrible. They won because that defense they had was off the charts good. Um, but Brady had very, very little to do with the success of, of those first couple Super Bowls. Um, and then, you know, I, I just – I don't think it's even a question as to the status of Patrick Mahomes. He is the best of this generation by a wide margin. If people still think it's a debate between Mahomes and Josh Allen or Mahomes and pick a guy, Lamar had – a great season. And even then, it ain't even close. Like, he's judged. <laughs> uh, which is why, uh, as a little bit of a precursor, I- I'm going to be picking the Chiefs. I just I just can't pick against them. Can't there is them. no precursor. Whenever you say a little bit of a precursor, then you actually just say your pick. That's okay. We needed to get your pick before you, you, you got off today. I'll give you the, I'll the give city. You, I'll give you the score later. Okay, fair enough. Sounds sounds good. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the the two teams, and let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. Certainly, San Francisco 49ers deserve a trip to the Super Bowl. We give a lot of uh, a lot of love to the Kansas City Chiefs, and don't get me wrong. I, again, I'm not a Chiefs hater. I'm really not a Chiefs hater. You know, we were talking about the amazing uh, uh, the Superman uh, Patrick Mahomes. What if he did? Now, what if he, he they they did a trick play, and what if he did a behind-the-back pass? It was caught and ran for a touchdown. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. That dude can do anything. <laughs> you know, I, did you see this? On, it was on – you're not on Twitter, but it was uh, it was a clip. Somebody caught on practice, and it was just in practice. There, was, there wasn't even any helmets on or anything. He did a behind-the-back oh, pass. Oh, he's been doing behind-the-back passes in practice for years. <laughs> Bring it to the just, Super Bowl, right? <laughs> he's just a freak. That's what I mean. Like he's just he just like does things that nobody else can do. And and I mean, I, I mean to the Ooh. point that you now have teams that are evaluating a Caleb Williams and going, could Caleb Williams be our Patrick Mahomes? And I'm like, hold on, let's let's stop trying to make everybody your your Patrick Mahomes. There won't be <laughs> another Patrick Mahomes. He's just 
He's a different breed. It'd be like trying to – it was when people were trying to look at, oh, who's the next LeBron James? No one. We've never seen anybody do what LeBron's doing, where he's, yeah. he's averaging 24 and 8 at – for just almost 40 years old after doing it for 20 years. Like, LeBron is setting records. Nick Wright put this out um, on their show. Nick Wright is setting records that will never, not only be touched by anybody, they'll never come close to it. So, I, I mean, it's just, and that's where we're getting with Mahomes. Is he just, you're talking about a once, not just a once in a in a decade player. You're talking a once in a generation player, um, and, and that's that's the thing about him that just I he is he is special. And if he did a behind the back pass, I'd be like on brand. Like he just can do things that nobody else can do. Let's talk about other players. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Let's 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 not discount the fact that Patrick Mahomes is 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 uh, we're we're witnessing history right before our eyes, and we've seen that happen in our lives many times. Many Tom Brady, you know Joe Montana. I'm showing my age by saying that. Love watching great quarterbacks in our era. This is the the era where we're seeing Patrick Mahomes. We also See, with, you know, there was Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison and there was Montana and Rice. The, it doesn't necessarily have to be a wide receiver, uh, a wide receiver uh, quarterback. It could be a wide receiver tight end. We saw that with Peyton Manning and we saw that with Dallas Clark. What we see now is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's getting all kinds of attention, yes, because of who's his girlfriend. All right, that's a sidebar. That's a distraction. But Travis Kelsey and his brother, Jason Kelsey, for that matter, are one of the best NFL players. And I would not be surprised, would not be surprised. Uh, I don't know that Eli will ever make the Hall of Fame. He might because he did win a Super Bowl. Uh, he, won he, might, he won two Super Bowls. So maybe that gives him an automatic pass to the thing. But we don't see brothers go into the Hall of Fame together, very not at the same time necessarily. Travis Kelsey, he's a lethal weapon and a very, very important part of the success of the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you think about his game tonight? I, I, I mean, my, my matchup to watch in this game is Travis Kelsey against Fred Warner for the San Francisco 49ers the all-world linebacker, and then Nick Bolton uh, on George Kittle, the other incredible tight end in this, in, this, uh, in this game. I don't – that those matchups could very well decide the game. The thing that's crazy about Travis Kelsey is last week, the Ravens double-covered him with bracket coverage using – Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton. You're talking some of the best players at their position in the entire league. And he still caught 11 targets and just dominated the game. So I, I feel like Travis Kelsey, he, he kind of, to start the year, wasn't his usual self. 
and then he just turned it on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we have seen him be dominant. I, and, and part of me goes, is this him just kind of refocusing on the game midway through the year? Or is he thinking, you know what, I'm going to make a push because maybe this is my last ride along with Jason. Because, you know, Jason, his brother, has been talking retirement now for – couple seasons and he is reportedly seen or, or he's he's told the team he's on the fence we've seen he has said he's retiring but from what i've heard he's still uh i would say 75 percent out 25 percent in but does 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 do the do the kelsey brothers right off into the sunset Super Bowls in tow for each of their cities. Obviously, more of them for Travis than for Jason. But I mean, it would be it, it wouldn't it would be pretty special and wouldn't surprise me. But those are the matchups I'm going to watch. Is I've heard the the Niners for the most part. Steve Wilkes does not like to use double coverage a lot because they're so good in individual coverage. And Fred Warner, the best linebacker in the game. How will he fare against Travis Kelsey, who, in my opinion, is the best tight end the game has ever seen? I'm talking better than Tony Gonzalez. I'm talking better than than Cleveland Brown, Ozzie Newsome. I'm talking better than old Chargers tight end Kellen Winslow Sr., all of them. Travis Kelsey can dominate the game from the tight end position like nobody we've ever seen before. Is this the last year for Travis Kelsey? I tend to say no, but if they win, I'll say this, Tom. If Andy Reid retires, I think Travis Kelsey calls it. And then the real question is going to be is the Chiefs. Who does he come back and play with? Because <laughs> they never yeah, stay. Like who does – who does, Oh, he would he would stay retired. If if he if he didn't stay retired and he came out and went anywhere, he's even said it on their on their podcast. The only place they would ever either of them would ever come out of retirement for is to play together in one city. Do you know what that one city is, Tom? Uh, Indianapolis. It's the home of the Chelsea family. Cleveland, Ohio. You're talking two boys that went to Cleveland High School. I, I should have they known went the to Cincinnati for college. I should have considered they, the they still their parents. Question there. Yeah, but their parent their parents still live in Cleveland. Like the it Cleveland Heights. They actually uh, the the Cavs had a Travis Kelsey bobblehead night. Travis and Jason Kelsey bobblehead night. Um, at Rocket Mortgage Arena uh, coming up here. Uh, so, no, the the Kelseys are actually still very beloved in the Cleveland area. So, like, the, they do a lot the of best, work there in addition to doing work in Kansas City and in Philadelphia. So, they've said the only way they would ever leave their respective cities is to go home. The best uh, post-football scene was the sweet box with Taylor Swift and then uh, try, uh, Jason Kelsey in the background with no shirt. That was great. 
And, but the, then, you know, he, he's great. He, he brought a kid up to, to meet to Taylor Swift and, and so forth. So, real quickly, let's go through a couple more things here Why I've got you here. And then let's just do some uh, Super Bowl uh, thoughts. What, in your mind, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just whatever. In the top ten, we'll just say the top ten, pick one of the best Super Bowls ever played. What are your thoughts? Oh, best Super Bowl. I think it's the Patriots-Giants. That one was incredible. Um, You could also have uh, the Rams-Titans Super Bowl, where the Titans sell one yard short on the Kevin Dyson slant across the middle. Um, You know, the homer in me, it'd be great to be like, man, that Colts-Bears Super Bowl was great. That Colts-Bears Super Bowl sucked. (laughs) It was in a downpour. It was just awful. Um, uh, uh, I mean, and unfortunately because of who won, but uh, in both instances, the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl and then the Atlanta New England Super Bowl, those were both incredible. Um, I think those would be the ones that I would go back from recent memory just – off the top of my head that were that were pretty amazing for a, a lot of different reasons. The uh, Arizona Pittsburgh Super Bowl that what one sucked. What but it was a great Super game. I mean great game. What about Super Bowl fifty, twenty sixteen, uh where the uh the Panthers and the Broncos. Do you remember that? Uh, um never jumped out the of Panthers the channel yeah, but Denver just curb stomped them. I mean, like, that Denver 10, defense did not – yeah, but it was twenty. It was 24 to 10, but it never felt close. Like, you were literally like, <clears throat> man, I don't know that they can get what, more than one touchdown on this defense. The, 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 the Broncos just dominated them in that game. What is, what is your go-to Super Bowl – menu, hey, when I'm at a Super Bowl party or if I'm making something for a Super Bowl party or for myself, what is your go-to treat, food, uh, whatever, for the Super Bowl? Uh, Buffalo chicken dip, man. Buffalo chicken dip. Now, we're going to get a – we are going to get a poll up after the show because we're going to get everybody's opinion. And by far, I think buffalo chicken dip is up there across the nation. Although my buffalo, my good friend Rick, buffalo chicken dip and some really good tortilla chips in front of me, I I literally like don't think about it, and then like two hours later, my stomach is like, "What did you do to me?" But it's so good. <laughs> I, I do I do love me some buffalo chicken dip. Uh, our good friend uh, Rick Reagan, uh, you know him, but uh, he uh, we we went to dinner with him last night. And we're talking about buffalo chicken dip, and he goes, "Oh, I like buffalo chicken dip." I was like, as much time as you spent at, at BW3? He goes, no, I don't eat the buffalo. I don't like the buffalo stock. So I learned something new about him. So that he did not like uh, buffalo chicken dip. But you're right. That's one of that's one of my favorite go-to. All right, it comes to this time, uh, Adam, because I know you you you're, you're on a tight schedule. So we've got about three minutes here for you. What is your pick for Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Um, I think I got that right. Super Bowl 58. 
I've got I've got Stop using Roman numerals already, all right? <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got to use a conversion again. Chart. I know, I know, it's getting it's getting up there. Uh it, it it's uh, but I've got I've got Chiefs over the uh 49ers 23-21. A Harrison Butker field goal wins the game near the end. Um and Patrick Mahomes wins MVP again. We do not see Andy Reid retire. We do not see Travis Kelsey retire. I think they're going to go for a three-peat um, next year, try to win four out of five. Um, we also do not see, much to the chagrin of all of the Swifties around the world, we do not see Travis propose. Uh, but uh, I do think we I do think we have another victory for Chiefs Kingdom, which will just mean more stupid Andy Reid commercials, and I suppose more, we'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> more, more, more Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, I, I, no, I have to admit that one of the best commercials is the State Farm commercials. You got to eat those nuggies and the little fingers going across. <laughs> My my favorite commercial with the Chiefs was the Snickers one where the guy was painting the end zone. He's like, you did a great job, but who are the chefs? That was one of the all-time best, best right. commercials uh, that All featured right, the Kansas City Chiefs. We appreciate you jumping on, as always, Adam Jividen, uh, our college football co-pilot, our uh, Super Buckeyes fan, Super Brown fan, Guardians fan, Super Duper Cavalier fan. He's our Swiss Army knife. Thanks, Adam, for kicking it off for us, and we'll see if you're right with the Chiefs. Uh, and uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes get another Super Bowl win. We'll see you, sir. Have yourself a great day. Bye, t Tom. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Adam Jimmin, helping us kick things off right here on the Balance Radio Network. It is our Super Bowl Balance Special. We do it every year right around the corner. IU football standout Nate Snyder standing by in the Balance Green Room. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. They call me sweetness, and I like to dance. Running the ball is like Mickey Moore Mance. We had the goal to... Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? <laughs> No, I'm sorry, we only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's 
fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa lekwa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Super Bowl Sunday uh, for as many years as we've been around, which is pushing 15 years. My Lord, time flies. Joining us now is uh, IU football standout, but more importantly, you know him from our fantasy football squad, Mr. Nate Snyder. How are you, sir? We're How are you? Balance Super Bowl Sunday. We're ready to go, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Ready for ready. it. Ready to eat. That's right. You ready to talk about some Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, let's let's do it. No, that was my one request. No Taylor Swift. I'm gonna hear enough about it. Tonight. One, one request. I promise you. We 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 gotta touch on the Taylor Swift thing, but eh, you know we're gonna, oh, we're gonna watch a football game season. Uh, you know, would it be funny if you go to a Taylor Swift concert and everybody's all geared up to watch Taylor Swift and they they keep flashing to a a football game? <laughs> Right. We, we, it would be yeah. negative. It would be it's all we would hear about yeah. it. And half the time at the concert watching a football game. Uh, but anyway, so Travis Kelsey, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Let's, let's talk about this. We, we Obviously, we've been uh, – the ongoing theme, I think, this week has been, you know, do we start using the word D, the D word, dynasty? And I think a lot of people just don't like that word. There's a lot of words that I'm just tired of hearing when it comes to – we have got – we, 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 we so wanted to have the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Who is that? Now we've said it. We've got to be t- uh, Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he is. And, and maybe we, we should have the conversation because, after all, he's 25 years old. He's been to uh, four Super Bowls. He's won two. He's, he's, he's had multiple MVPs. Is he already a dynasty? What are, what are your thoughts on that word? It, it seems like a naughty word to use. I just I, – I don't know. I just – I feel like the Patriots just – just kind of overdid it uh, with this, but what are your thoughts? I think dynasty is a completely appropriate word. Um, absolute. I, I would say it's a dynasty. I mean, just five minutes ago, we're talking about how they might go back next year and win. So if you're thinking that far ahead of a team and their success, I'm going to go ahead and categorize them as they're, they're a dynasty program. So I absolutely think dynasty is appropriate here. 
So would you say that the dynasty is because of Andy Reid, uh, Patrick Mahomes, or Travis Kelsey, or all of the above? In other words, do you, you have to have that, that fuse? Could they go to another Super Bowl without Andy Reid? Could they go to another Super Bowl without uh, Travis Kelsey? Could they go to another Super Bowl without Patrick Mahomes? Do you I, need all look at those it, ingredients? I mean, yeah, they're, they're nice. I, I look as the head coach is the CEO of that program, so he's the one that brings everybody in. Uh, he's the one that holds them together, decides, you know, what coach stays, what coach goes, same with players. So I'm going to say it's Andy Reid there. Um, he, he brought the right people in. You know, you don't really recruit in the NFL, but same type of thing. He he recruited and scouted the right players and had the team built. I think, you know, if you, a couple players step out, he'll find replacements for them. I think you're going to have a bigger loss with Andy Reid than you would losing individual players. With, now, with that said, you have some pretty unique playmakers there that, make a huge huge difference, and they could go somewhere else and instantly make an impact. But I think it's Andy Reid. I think it's the coaching staff he's brought in. I mean, if you pay attention to some of the college coaches he brought up to coach in the NFL, they had a great running back coach there for a little bit. Um, I mean, he's just a big-time guy. He, he just he knows how to run a program. So I'm going to say it's Andy Reid. No, I totally, totally 100% agree. And and we, we've got to do something here real quick. Hold on here. It, this is important. Uh, Stand by. Oh, yeah. This just in. How off the presses on the Balance Radio Network News Flash. You're hearing it first here. Taylor Swift has landed in Las Vegas. Woo! The world is good again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fred, I saw that. That's the first thing I woke up to on my phone was, Something but breaking news. She got off her her flight from Japan. Got in on the West Coast. And I was like, why is that on my Why is that on my notifications? I don't care. <laughs> All right, I had to throw that in there because I got the same. Yeah, notifications. you got me with that. You got the same. I uh, got the same notifications. But yeah, let's 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 get back on top. Okay. Obviously, my phone was like, I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, but, yeah, let, you know, Andy Reid, you know, and here's the thing. He, he did great things in Philadelphia. But what do you think it was when he left Philadelphia? He's coached in other places. Kansas City is not his first stop. But Kansas City is where he'll be remembered at. That's where he'll go in the Hall of Fame with. Um, what is it about Kansas City, maybe ownership, leadership, what have you, that allowed him to succeed that other places did not? From just my college experience, it's the perfect storm. You got to have a mix of everything. You know, you can take that same coach. You look at you look at coaches that maybe will coach in the group of five, and they haven't lost a game in three years, and then they go coach in the SEC or the Big Ten, and they have some struggles at first. So I'm gonna say one, you got to build your program. So you got to have somebody that's completely bought into you, and then two, it's a perfect storm. You you, you got to almost get lucky with you know where you're at in the draft, where you're at with the team you you inherit things like that so i think it's just a perfect storm it's got to work out perfectly for you a little bit of that's luck but i mean you you look at for an example tom allen look at the people he had at iu you know they they didn't have success necessarily uh but you look at the talent of coaching and the talent of players that he brought in that he just he wasn't there at the right time in my opinion his leadership above him maybe what they weren't bought in or etc if he would have been there with a different you know, athletic director with that talent, maybe he would have had a more, you know, better result. So I think it's the same exact thing in the NFL. I think you got to be at the right place at the right time. And I think 
it's a perfect storm and a perfect mix of things will yield you results. And once you get those results, it's a lot easier to keep those results rather than, you know, coming in with a three win record and then trying to build something. So I think it's just a perfect storm in Kansas city. Well, let's talk a little bit about the other team that's going to be there. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. We talk about uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, uh, he he went to Iowa State. You know, one ever thinks about a Super Bowl quarterback going to Iowa State. He was drafted last in the 2022 draft. Uh, he was dubbed the quarterback, uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, he's become very relevant, especially to the 49ers offense. What are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? I mean, we we spent a lot of time talking about Travis Kelsey and 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 with uh, Patrick Mahomes, but for some reason. We've not spent a lot of time talking about the other quarterback. Another word that's used with around Brock Purdy that I just am not a big fan of is game manager. He's just a game manager. He's winning games, and he's in the Super Bowl uh, for two years in a row now. He's in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know that he could be called irrelevant, but what are your thoughts about look, he's a game manager, air quotes? Yeah. Yeah, just want to throw out there, I am 1-0 and against Brock Purdy. We played Iowa State um, in my redshirt junior year and 1-0, and so I just want to put that out there. Uh, but, yeah, I, the whole the whole game manager thing is – it's funny. Why aren't you in Vegas? You, Why aren't you in Vegas? Right? Uh, I, think, I think the cost of a ticket might be something that might play in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, no, I, I think the whole game manager thing is goofy. I mean, the, he wins games. I mean, you hear things as far as, oh, he just dumps it off in the flat to his running back, and, you know, he doesn't really have to work very hard. That's not true. You, as a quarterback, you got to be smart. you got to read the defense. you got to have a poise about you. You have to make smart decisions. I mean, you, you can throw in the flat and throw an interception very easily. you got to go down, check down your reads. I mean, he – I like it. People want to, you know, they want to diss on anybody that has success. I, I like Brock Purdy personally. I think he's a great quarterback, and he is. He's a great game manager, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you don't have to have a cannon of an arm to be a good quarterback. It's just it's just a way to hate on somebody with success, in my opinion. Haters will, haters will hate, right? <laughs> That's right. They do. By any means. Uh, D- Debo Samuel, what a great story he is as well. What are your thoughts about him? in the Super Bowl. I like him. He, I had him on my fantasy team a couple years ago, and that, that guy, he he gave me some great results. He's, he's been good for a while. Um, just, a, you know, anything can happen. You it's you want to put the ball in the hands of your best playmakers, which 49ers have a ton of. So he's just another weapon. You know, he'll, even if he's not getting the ball, he's going to open up, you know, tons of other options there. So he, he's a he's a definitely a very important guy on that roster. We're talking with Nate Steider. Uh, you know him from our fantasy football squad. Also, he was a former uh, uh, IU kicker standout. What, digress a little bit. Uh, I know you watched that game last night as well as I do. Uh, very disappointed in the IU basketball team this year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it requires a change. I just I don't like. You know, you, you have every tool to be successful with that basketball program. You have the tradition. You have the resources. You have the facilities. All signs point to leadership there. I mean, I, you know, you know, you never want to talk down on somebody in that position because they have enough challenges. But I mean, there's there's no other excuse. It's I don't I don't like losing by 20 to Purdue. I I, I don't. So yeah, very upsetting. And you know, until a change is made, it is not a very bright outlook in my opinion. Well, are you saying that the coach's seat is getting kind of hot there in Bloomington? Uh, yeah, piping hot, I'd say. 
See, I'm not there yet. I think that now I, I think he's there. I think he, I mean, I think the burner's been lit. Uh, but I, I, I think that he he doesn't go anywhere this year. I think that they give him another year. He's got to figure out a way to use the transfer. He's not really been able to. I guess you know we look at reasons and what's happened. He's got to figure out a way to use the uh, transfer portal to his advantage. But maybe he's just not had the ability to do that. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I I think it's kind of one of those situations where it's like uh, who, who's who's better? Who do you who do you who do you replace him with, if you will? So uh, I don't know. But let's talk a little bit about some of the matchups here, the marquee, some of the marquee matchups in tonight's game. Uh, the 49ers at defensive end and Nick Bosa versus the Chiefs uh, right tackle Jawan Taylor. Uh, when you look at that matchup, what are your thoughts between those two? I'm taking Bosa. I mean, it's tough when you play offense. You know, you can not, you, you can score a 90 percent, and then if 10 percent of the time your guy's getting sacks, you had a terrible day. So it's always harder, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, to play offense there. So I'm going to go with the defensive guy here. Uh, I mean, he, guy, he's a household name. Everyone knows Bosa, so I'm going to go with him. Well, you know, and this might might as well be titled a marquee mismatch. Bosa has 50. Three sacks in 68 career games, and and in 2023 he compiled the best passing uh, rushing grade in his career, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. That is, um, but the Chiefs cannot allow Taylor to go one on one with Bosa. Taylor is the most flagged offensive lineman in the league with 19 penalties. So um, that matchup is going to play key in the game. Now, is it going to be that much of a of a deal uh, breaker for a win or a loss, it very well might be. It very, it very well might be. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's a, a, a key, a, a key matchup. But then you got, you got. Uh, remember, Bosa was the NFL's defensive rookie in in, in the year of 2019, and he was defensive uh, player of the year in 2022. So I mean, he, he's he's a he's a lethal weapon. When you look at the two, uh, when you look at the two teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs. What what are the weapons that you see that Purdy has and and uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes has at, in their arsenal? Obviously, we know about Debo Samuel. We know about Travis Kelsey. But what are some other players that you see that are be key key stakeholders in tonight's game? I mean, you, you obviously you got Christian McCaffrey. He's a weapon, um, oh, yeah. as always. Uh, and not only that, you have depth. Let's say, you know, hopefully not, but let's say something were to happen to McCaffrey. You have Elijah Mitchell uh, backing him up. I mean, that guy, remember that guy did last year. I mean, that, he can play now. So they got depth. Not only do they have a great running back, they have depth as well. Guy that can catch passes out of backfield, guy that can run an average five to six yards of carry. So, I mean, he, he's got depth. They, they can use both running backs and be successful. I think that's going to you know, allow McCaffrey to be even more explosive. It's the last game of the year. You can hang it all out there. If McCaffrey needs a breather for a second, you throw Mitchell and you don't really miss a beat. So I think that's huge there. Um, obviously, you know, you have a good receiving core, but his short passes, that's what people want to hate on his short passes, but that's what he's got. I mean, he's got weapons, you know, and short, you know, you throw a five-yard pass and it turns into a 35-yard run after the catch. So that that's a weapon there that is very hard to defend because, you know, you start defending that, and then you're giving up five, six yards of carry because you're not loading the box. So I think that's 
huge there for the 49ers in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes can just make plays out of nothing. You know, he can scramble and allow his receivers to get open. He, he, he's got great eyes. He can scan the entire field while he's dodging 3D linemen. I don't know how he does it. You know, say what you want about him, but that dude can make plays out of nothing. Um, and then the tight ends, both tight ends in this game are, you know, I think I had them both. I had one of the flex, one of the tight end on my fantasy team. So I think very highly of their tight ends, which if you have a tight end that can make plays like that, I mean, that opens up so many options. So, I mean, there are weapons all around. Uh, I like Kansas City's defense today. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty solid as far as that goes. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a great matchup. I'm excited for it. What do you think about uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes doing a backwards pass to Travis Kelsey and he runs for a touchdown? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that could happen. Uh, you, you wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. We were talking, we were talking right. earlier with Adam. You know, he could do anything. Of course, he's been doing that in practice for a long time, but it was caught on tape. It was on Twitter this past uh, week. And, uh, you know, he needs to do that in the Super Bowl. I would think that would be the one place you don't want to do that. He's <laughs> the backward pass. <laughs> it just seems to me there's a, there's a lot of uh, what could possibly go wrong here type of scenarios. That that's for sure. Well, are you a, are you are you much of a betting man there, uh, Nate? Uh, it's fun. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't throw the mortgage on the line, but I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope not. Yeah, I I I, I'm right. a, I like to I'm a I'm a high roller. I'll do a little bit more today. I think. We put the budget around $100 for today, and that's unusual for us. Usually we're around $25, $30 on something that we're doing, whether it be college football, basketball. Uh, we do a lot of uh, betting on racing as well. Uh, but but the Super Bowl is a different type of scenario, and I, I just find it kind of like funny, I irony funny, that we've, we've seen many problems, gambling problems, with players in the NFL this year, and, a few, uh, and we had a whole thing was suspension and certainly involved here in the, in the Colts organization as well. Do do we find it kind of like a weird irony that they are in Vegas for the Super Bowl? I yeah, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I heard something on a podcast this week about I think it was Gronkowski was saying it. He he said, oh, I used to go to Vegas and just gamble and drink. As soon as I got off the plane, I was drinking and partying. He goes, now I'm older. So I go to Vegas for the shows and the food. He goes, and it gave me a whole new perspective. He goes, I can come back from Vegas feeling well. So if you look at that side of Vegas, no, but the betting and how that is what built Vegas, yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Well, you know, I don't think this is going to be I, – I think we're going to see a permanent fixture of the Super Bowl outlets, whether it be in Vegas or Los Angeles. I think that's going to be in the near future. Well, there's a lot of facts. The, the spread today is two. The, the San Francisco 49ers are favored over the Kansas City Chiefs because the odds makers have them rated as a better team. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into making the point spread, and, 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 that, and that's especially true for the, for the Super Bowl. Uh, but um, so we'll see how, how that, that plays out. Now, do you agree that the San Franciscos are favored over the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you, do, do you agree with that assessment? I do. I, I think if San Francisco just plays their game and doesn't, you know, they're not going for it on fourth down when they don't need to. They're not forcing things. You know, sometimes it's okay to punt. If, as long as they are playing their game and they control their game, absolutely I think San Francisco is going to win. But I, if if it gets squirrely and, you know, gets turned into a chaotic game by both teams, I think Kansas City pulls it out. I think that's where they thrive. They, you know, if, if it goes into overtime, I think Kansas City is going to win. I think that they just thrive with in, in stressful situations with Patrick Mahomes and their playmakers. So 
I think if it, if it's if it's San Francisco can just play their game, I think they're going to win. But if it turns into chaos by any means, I'm going to have to say Kansas City. I mean, it's it's a two point spread, so obviously I kind of just gave you an answer about both teams there. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, absolutely. And the Chiefs root for chaos. If nothing else, they try to create chaos because you're right. That's right. their environment. That's how they do it. But if you if you if you're to trust what you've seen most recently uh, over what's happened over the entire season. You kind of look at over the past five months, the 49ers were the better team. The Chiefs had their struggles and lost six games. They were nine and six after losing to uh, the, uh, ironically, the Las Vegas Raiders at home. I don't know if there's any, if there's any bad juju there, but just to let you know, <laughs> they did lose at home in Vegas. Uh, I mean, they didn't lose at home on the road in Vegas. Sorry, uh, and it, no other team in the AFC West challenged them for a division title. So. There's that, and the San Francisco 49ers, as you said, just have to go out there and do what they've been doing, um, and they've spent most of their season considered by many to be the top team in the NFL, and they look dominant up until Christmas time. And so, uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, going to be interesting. We're talking with Nate Snyder. He's also a colleague of mine. I love I love working with the dude, uh, former IU kick kicker star. Uh, and, uh, of course, our fantasy football squad. Um, you know, I almost made it. I almost made it to the Super Bowl in fantasy football. I I fell yeah. apart at the end, man. I fell apart at the end. I had chaos. Hey, I, I made the playoffs. I was happy with that. I mean, let's go. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I, I got the two seed. So, I guess I guess that's that's good. That was, that was our, the first time we had been doing fantasy football. So, I uh, look forward to having a uh, and next year we'll see what what we can we can put together again that those that the top the most smack and so forth. It was fun. Uh, so Nate, uh, challenge question out there right now, and we've we've been kind of going a couple things here. Uh, in the top ten, top five, it does it doesn't have to be totally accurate. Uh, out of your top ten Super Bowls of all time, uh, who would you who would you say okay? In my top ten, this is the best Super Bowl of all time. In my top ten, Colts Bears. I mean, a lot of that goes. I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, but uh, yeah. I was a little younger guy. We went over to some neighborhood friends' houses, and they had like a feeder room in their basement, and we were down there. You know, I can't remember how old I was at that time. What what was that? Like 2006, something like that. You are sure I am. You're making me old, and you sounding really young. So we'll just let it be at that. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Well, we'll say it was in. I mean, how exciting was that, though? Super Bowl was, you know, it was awesome. We had the food. We had everything. So that played into it there. But, you know, what a game, too. You know, Peyton Manning, you just can't beat that. Devin Hester, it was it was awesome. In my opinion, that was my number one. I, I agree. I, I, I like the, the Colts winning a Super Bowl. That was great. I wish – it wasn't raining and nasty, but hey, we'll take we'll take the uh, we'll take the uh, take the win there. What do you, what do you think about um, in 2008 the New England Patriots were chasing uh, perfection as they attempted to become the first 19 and 0 champion. However, the Giants had other plans as New York upset the Patriots um, in in the Super Bowl. There, uh, do you me- do you remember that Super Bowl? Yeah, the guy he caught it on his helmet. Didn't it was he? a he Super like, Bowl hey, 42. Down there. Yeah, Super Bowl. Am I 42. right about that? I believe you are. 
I remember that game too. I was just sitting down in my room at a little TV, a small little TV, and I was sitting crisscross applesauce watching that game. And I remember that catch. Crisscross applesauce. Yep, that was awesome. I remember that Super Bowl. That was you can't beat that. I mean, that's that's in the top ten, absolutely. And uh, you know, like that was Eli Manning's uh, Super Bowl MVP. Was it that here in Indianapolis? It was. That's what I thought. Uh, Did you go down? I don't well, know if it was, was here in Indianapolis. That... Um, let me see. I'm on Google right now. Look. Uh, but yeah, picture, I remember... well, remember when I they got... had all that downtown Indy? It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that one was in Arizona. Okay. Well, still, there you go. But yeah, that was one of the, the better uh, better Super Bowls. Okay, uh, Nate. Before why why we still got you here? We got a few more minutes here. What's your go-to food? Your number one, and we're putting this on the poll after the show. We're taking everybody's pick, and we're going to put it on the poll. Um, but what is your number one go-to? Got to have at a Super Bowl party. Got to make for myself on Super Bowl. Got to have it on Super Bowl food. Have you ever had? I'll just say. I'll say it nicely on here. SOS is what my dad calls it. Have you ever had that? I have had that. I've never had it with the Super Bowl though. So you, oh yeah, never. Uh, yeah. We, we 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 throw it in a crock pot and we we eat it. It's throw it on some crackers. I mean, you can't beat that. I just, I, I love it personally. Well, that's you know honestly, I have to say, uh, that's the first time I've heard that as the go-to Super Bowl. I like it. My dad loved it too, and and so yeah, I uh, put it on some toast and yeah, love it. Uh, and uh, so we have to maybe make that sometime. I just never heard of it. At, for Super Bowl. There you go. SOS. SH on a, on a shingle. <laughs> yep. You're Dried right. Dried beef gravy, hey. baby. Dried beef gravy. You can't, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Uh, and and uh, one more. Nate, do you, would you prefer to uh, have, I mean, are, do you, as, as part of, other than the game, other than the game, do you, would you, prefer to have better commercials, less quality halftime show, or better halftime show, less quality commercials. You know, people, people like there. There's a big judge in, in the in the commercials and the um, in the halftime show. Yeah, um, I'm I'm there for the commercials. That that I, I was a little disappointed last year. I, I I was I wanted to see some funny commercials this year. Uh, I was talking about that at dinner last night. I I'm a commercial guy. If I had to pick, if I'm there in person, I'm not going to see commercials. So I, I better they better be a good halftime show. But no, 100 percent commercials without a doubt. Halftimes that's when you, you go up and get more food. You you know some people don't even watch halftime show. I do personally, but give me the commercials. It depends on who who's there. I mean, I, I kind of wish that they do a little different flavor with the Super Bowl halftime show. We'll see how, how what do you what do you think about Usher this year? I like it. I I hundred percent agree. A little more flavor is a good way to put it. I feel like they've all been very similar in nature. It's kinda of like who can come out in a crazy outfit with the most lights and, you know, get tweeted about the most is how I feel that they kinda of put those together. So yeah, I think Usher I've never been to an Usher concert and, you know, I, I know of Usher, I know of some of his songs, but I've never been a huge Usher fan, but I do know People say he puts on a great show, great concert. So um, I, I think he could be a great show from what from what I know about him. 
Well, you know, I I am not that hip on Usher. I'm not a big what I would eat. I wouldn't even say that I'm an Usher fan. I've heard good good things uh, about him as well. Nate Schneider of our fantasy football squad, former IU star kicker and my colleague. Great to have you along, sir. Now's the most important reason we have you on the show. We need to know who do you pick in tonight's matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 49ers. They squeak it out. And I, I, I heard I heard uh previously that it was guessed a uh, field goal by the Chiefs might win it. I'm going to say the other way around. I know the 49ers have had some kicking struggles, but I think Jake Moody has his head on straight tonight, and I think he proves the haters wrong, and he hits a late field goal, maybe not last second, but I think it's one of those things that comes down to who has the ball last, and I think, you know, uh, a field goal and clock running down deep in their own territory with the Chiefs, I think that's kind of how it's going to be. I think the 49ers get it by uh, two points, and they were going to be dead on. All right, buddy. We'll cover the spread right there. Nate, we'll see you soon. And uh, how's it going being the new daddy? Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. He's about to start walking. So we have to put baby gates up by all the stairs and put those little covers in the outlet. So, you know, it's it's not fun from that perspective. You, you, you want to plug something in. It's a two-minute process now. But he's uh, yeah. awesome. I mean, he's he's starting to talk. He's getting ready to start walking. He's crawling over the place, and he's got a little personality. So it's been great. I have two kids. I have two kids, and trust me, I can tell you this from experience. They grow up fast. All right, buddy, we appreciate you jumping on with us today. We'll talk with you soon. Appreciate you. It's always a great time. All right. Thanks, Nate. Nate Snyder, former IU kicker standout, colleague of mine, and a member of our fantasy football squad. Another member of our fantasy football squad is standing by in the Greenwood room, Mr. Matt Hicks, and certainly all t- longtime indie radio goat and legend. Uh, we'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. It's Super Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's the Balance right here on the Balance Radio Network. I'm at a party I don't want to be at. And I don't ever wear a suit and tie. Wondering if I can sneak up the back. Nobody's even looking me in my eye. Can you take my hand, finish my drink, say, shall we dance? Hell yeah. You know I love you, did I ever tell you? You make it better like that. Don't think I fit in at this party. Everyone's got so much to say. Yeah. I always feel like I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. No, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Croix 
PK, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. All right, welcome back to the balance. It's Super Bowl Sunday. You are starting your Super Bowl off here. There's going to be a lot of things to watch today, uh, but you're starting it off here on the Balance Radio Network. Thank you, Adam Jividen, our our uh, college football co-pilot, a Super Browns fan, Cavaliers fan, all around great guy, uh, helping us kick things off. And just uh, now, we just had uh, Nate Snyder, uh, IU former IU kicker star my colleague, and a member of our fantasy football squad. We're going to go split screen now. We have Matt Hicks, a longtime local Indianapolis radio legend, uh, also a member of the Balanced Fantasy Football Squad. And also with us is Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, breaking down the Super Bowl for us. We'll start with you, Matt. How are you? Welcome back to the Balance. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Well, Thanks for having me, of course, and uh, it's great. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning here where I am, and ready for some, uh, ready for the last day of, uh, of football for the year. It's amazing how quickly it comes upon us. Uh, I know. Every we year, talk about you know, we're knee deep in college and high school, and and then in the NFL, and then it all just comes to a screeching halt all at once. <laughs> you know, for once, I can say your Indiana State's doing a lot better than my IU Hoosiers. That's for sure. Especially hey, after last hey, night's loss. You know, you, you look at the, the, the how the top 25 fared last night, I think it's uh, pretty reasonable to guess that Indiana State's going to be ranked in the top 25 since March, uh, for the first time since March of 1979 tomorrow, and that is pretty darn cool. I love it. I love it. Also joining us now, Ed Kratz, our official NFL contributor and beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and Inside.com. How are you, sir? Happy Super Bowl. It's, it's here. It's finally here, sir. Yeah. Well, finally, boy, it feels like uh, the season just started, and now here we are putting a putting a bow on it. Uh, but you know, as far as uh, that Indiana State team, I'm guessing Larry Bird was probably on that team, if I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome, though. Ho- hopefully, they get ranked. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's hard to believe the season's uh, ending, and you know, the free agency's going to be here in another couple weeks, and. Players will start moving around to different teams, and you know that's always fun to see who gets who and who wins the off season. But whoever wins the off season rarely wins the Super Bowl. So, uh, but it's still fun to watch and to follow once it once it kicks in. All right, well we'll just kind of break this down. We'll kind of play ping pong here, Matt. We'll start with you. Obviously, the the biggest uh, non elephant in the room, if you will, is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, oh, and Taylor Swift. Uh, oh, wait, which, which by the way, guys. 
this is very, very, very important. I, I needed to do this right after break, and I, and I forgot. This is just this is too important to pass up. Hold on here. This just in, it came across the balance uh, news desk, and it's fresh off the press. Taylor Swift has landed in Las Vegas, guys. <laughs> Taylor Swift has landed in Las Vegas. All right. I, I, I digress. Sorry. I, I needed to, to make sure that breaking news got out there. I mean, she's fresh, she's fresh off of her tour in, in, to, in Tokyo. But obviously, that's a, a comical side thing. Quick question. It's just a random question because I just have random questions at the top of my mind. Do you think that, that Taylor Swift has stolen football away from us, Matt? <laughs> no, I think it's actually, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm in the minority on this. I think it's been fantastic. I mean, my mom, who would watch Colts games casually, has has never been more into a football season than when this whole thing started. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's foolish to deny that she's um, – Brought more eyes to it, if that was even possible. Uh, I've, I've got a friend whose wife is having a, uh, a, 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 a basically like a pregame party. She's never watched the Super Bowl before, but is a huge Taylor Swift fan, and they're having a pregame party because the Chiefs and, and Taylor Swift are a part of this thing. So, you know, I just don't see why it's such a bad thing. And people that are getting upset about it, I really can't relate to it all, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And she made three hundred and some uh, three hundred million for the NFL and and the Chiefs. However, they calculated that number. Interesting stat. Also, we'll move on to some more football talk. I saw a, a thing on social media, so you know it's got to be true that the names Travis and Taylor have increased by ninety percent for babies in the last three months. Well, that's say what it is. You know, same thing happened with Peyton. You know how many people have. Have a kid's name Peyton now. I, do, I don't know. So, but Matthew, to yeah, the serious conversation funny. as to why we brought you on the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, there's some bad blood there as well. And haters will hate, but you can't deny uh, that the Kansas City is pretty much on the way to the word dynasty. And uh, we've been talking about that word all, all day, and we people think that we're there. What are your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, listen, they this is probably the worst version they have been in the last, what, five or six years. And here they are again. And they have more than a puncher's chance to win this thing. Um, you know, I know that San Francisco is the favorite, and rightfully so. They should be. But it, would it surprise anybody for Mahomes to have the ball late driving for a game-winning field goal or touchdown? No, I don't think it would. And that's because of not only Mahomes, but, you know, Kelsey and, 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 and that the offensive line that will miss, we'll miss the left guard uh, desperately today. I, I believe he's not playing. The last I heard, Tony. Um, so, but that thing is going really well. And listen, I get it. People get tired of greatness. I totally understand that. But Mahomes is, gosh, Mahomes is shooting up the list. I mean, you know, a win today. I mean, is there any question that he passes people like, you know, Peyton Manning in your eyes? Um, on the on the all time list, I mean, it's starting to look like he may be really and truthfully one of the greats of all time. Yes, he's had great uh, talent surrounding him, but not so much this year, right? I mean, the wide receiver core has not been good and dropped a lot of balls. Yes, he's got Kelsey still, 
But this has probably been his, you know, in my opinion, his, his most impressive feat. Defense has come along nicely in Kansas City, and I think if they have any chance today, it's, 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 it's through their defense slowing down San Francisco. But that's a tough task. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But, boy, I'll tell you, Kansas City is it's, – it's pretty impressive to be able to do. And, and, and then you kind of throw in – if there is a such thing as a small market in the NFL, I don't even know if that's real in the NFL anymore. I mean, Indianapolis was dominant for years, and they're quote-unquote a small market. So I don't know if that's even really a, a – a factor in all this, but the reality of it is it is a small market. So when you throw that in on top of it, it's been really amazing what they've been able to do. And there's really no end in sight as long as Mahomes stays healthy. Ed, let's go over to you. Let's talk a little bit about the San Francisco 49ers. But before we do that, I want to get your conversation on uh, on uh, Coach Reed. You know him well, and you and you certainly have had many conversations with him. And, and I've heard you over the years have nothing but praise for him. My, I, a lot of the rumor has it, you know, read into what it is, that win or lose, that this is his last year as a head coach. They don't win, that he wants to continue to chase that. Do you think that we are seeing the end to Coach Reed, Coach Andy Reed in Kansas City? Ed? Yeah, I mean, we, we very well could. Uh, I don't know why he would unless there's some health issues involved. I mean, his, you know, he doesn't have really any young kids, obviously. They're all grown and you know, there's been some tragedy, you know, along those lines with his with his family. But uh, that aside, I, uh, unless there's a health issue, I mean, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes and, you know, you have a defense now that has kind of been rebuilt and, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, all of a sudden again looks like a genius. Remember Spags a couple of years with Kansas City, the defense wasn't playing well, and you wonder if he shot as a defensive coordinator. It just goes to show you. You know, it's all about talent. You know, you build up that side of the ball, and all of a sudden your D.C. is a, a good defensive coordinator again. So, uh, But as far as Reed, I think if you have Mahomes and you have a defense now that's young and, uh, you know, is growing, <clears throat> I think I'd be hard-pressed hard to step away, win or lose, if I was him. Uh, you know, why not try to win a couple more? Why not try to be like the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and, you know, win six or seven of these things before you uh, ride into the sense that he's, what, mid-60s? I don't know how old, 64, 65, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So unless he's, you know, as long as he's healthy, I, I you know, I'm not sure I would step away. Um, I would just keep on going and, and try to ride this thing as, as long as I can because, you know, Mahomes is in his prime here. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greats, obviously, he's already established himself to be, you know, one of the great quarterbacks in the game. So I, I would just let it rip and keep keep on coaching if I could. So, uh, quick question, Ed, and, and we want to get into the 49ers talk as well because there is another team playing, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, quick question on – we talk about dynasty. And so, we, what we look at the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Andy Reid being the head of, of, of the, the CEO of the whole uh, dynasty, if you will, Patrick Mahomes and then Travis Kelsey, all three ingredients. If you had less than those three ingredients, would Andy Reid be – in the position that he is now, because I look at where he was at with Philadelphia and other teams, uh, he 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 never achieved the success that he's achieved at Kansas City. Clearly, he'll go in the Hall of Fame, and his biggest legacy will be uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Even though we know he spent a good number of years and stuff there in Philadelphia and other teams, uh, but do you think that? having those three ingredients is what makes the dynasty that the Kansas city chiefs are. So if there was no Patrick Mahomes at Kansas city or no Travis Kelsey, 
but Andy Reid, would they still be a dynasty? Well, I, yeah, I mean, probably not. I mean, it's the same with the Patriots. You know, Belichick and Brady together were pretty much unstoppable, right? I mean, they won, you know, six or six Super Bowls, I guess, or seven. Um, yeah, you you need your quarterback. You need players, obviously. And I just said it was Spagnola with the defense. I mean, you know, he was a head coach. He was a hot defensive coordinator years ago and then became a head coach and washed out and then went to be a D.C. again. And people thought, you know, they should fire him because the Chiefs defense wasn't good. But then they bring talent in. It's all about talent with the coaches. You know, if you if you have a pedestrian quarterback, you're not going to win. I mean, even in Philadelphia when he had Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb was a very good quarterback. Now, the problem with Andy and Philly was he could never get over the hump with Donovan McNabb. I mean, he took him to five NFC championship games and won once. And he went to the Super Bowl one time, and they lost to the Patriots. So, yeah, you need to have your quarterback in place, and then you need to develop him. And uh, I don't think, clearly, the Chiefs are the same team if they have, I don't know, Alex Smith or someone else at quarterback, Sam Bradford, whoever, whoever you want to say. I, they're not the same. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, once Travis Kelsey retires. And listen, Travis Kelsey could retire after this game if he wins another Super Bowl. I mean, I – you know, he said he's not going to, but, you know, he's 33 years old. Um, you know, he's taken a lot of hits. Uh, he's got Taylor Swift now in his back pocket, right? So, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe he retires. Uh, I, I don't think he will. But tight ends are easily, you know, they're easier to replace. Now, an all-time Hall of Famer like Travis Kelsey, obviously, you can't really replace him. But tight ends are easier to find uh, in the draft than a uh, franchise quarterback is. So, yeah, I don't think Andy Reid has. Now, he's a good coach. He, you know, he, he'd probably get this team into the playoffs, but I'm not sure he would take it to the Super Bowl unless you have an upper-level quarterback like Pat Mahomes. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, Matt Hicks, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the, the San Francisco 49ers, and let's talk about the other quarterback. Mr. Irrevelant was the last to be drafted in the, the 2002 draft, has made it to Super Bowls, has really proven to the world that he is not Mr. Irrevelant, but he still gets that title. Well, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're just a game manager. Uh, so you got, but then you also look at the 49ers. They have, let's look at Nick Bosa. They've got Nick Bosa, which is a fantastic uh, player on the defensive end for you. got Fred Warner. And, you know, obviously we, 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 there's been so much talk about Travis Kelsey. There's another guy out there by the name of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, so uh, there, there's those players. So overall, the 49ers can, can really have, have an opportunity to do what they do and just focus on doing what they do well. Because as we know, this past year, the Kansas City Chiefs have not had a really good – it's been a bumpy road for them, but they do well in chaos. So if they can create chaos with the 49ers. But Brock Purdy, he is the other quarterback, and he is a Super Bowl quarterback. What are your thoughts about him? Well, I, you know, I, I think it's a little unfair to call him a, a game manager. I think he – I think we should all probably promote him above game manager to maybe perhaps – the other wonderful label system quarterback. And then, and then can he evolve? Can he evolve out of that though? Yeah. We saw Tom Brady do that. Right. I mean, I think that at some point it became unfair to call Brady a system quarterback. He was, he was probably, he probably went through all three phases. Brady did. He was probably a game manager a bit, but he took over from Bledsoe. And then, and then, yeah, maybe a system quarterback, but remember there was a season and they actually came up short against the giants but there was like kind of a season where it was kind of like a let it rip season. 
they ended up not winning that year. But but that was kind of like the proof in the pudding that Brady could do just about anything. And I think, you know, we'll see. It's year two, right? I mean, we want to anoint so early, right? We want to say, well, he's this and he's that. But, but what we do know is Purdy can win games. He has not so far, if we're being candid, I think it's fair to say he has not so far looked quite the same in the playoffs as he has had in his regular season um, out, out, outings. And that will be interesting today. The Super Bowl, as you guys know, I mean, it's its own animal. There's so much that goes on, you know, that's different from a regular game. Pre-game's different. Halftime is different. All these things are are totally not out of the – they're not in the same routine as your your normal week of preparation. So I do think it'll be interesting to watch him go through not only the first half, but how he reacts to halftime as well. Well, it'll be interesting to see how we all react to halftime. (laughs) <laughs> that's, always a, that's always a thing. Hey, we'll, we'll take a we'll take a moment here and ask both of you guys. Uh, now, Ed, Ed, I pride you in in really being up on pop culture and a lot of a lot of groups. Uh, so I'm not an Usher fan. I don't know a lot about it, and I probably couldn't tell you one song he sings. I hear he does a great show, uh, but what are your thoughts about Usher in the Super Bowl halftime? <laughs> uh I have to say, Tom, I and maybe Matt can name a song, but I can't that Usher has done. Um, you know, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm sure it's going to be a great show. I mean, these halftime shows are so over the top and so extravagant. And, um, but, you know, I it's not why I watch the game. It's for the half. I mean, I know it's fun to see and everything. But I, last year I was in Arizona when the Eagles played the Chiefs, and Rihanna was the this halftime uh, entertainment, and I went to the bathroom. You know, I stood in line to go to the bathroom at halftime, so I really didn't see her much. So, you know, I'm sure there are so many thousands of people that watch it for the halftime show, and I, and I, you know, I'll probably check it out. But uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about Usher. I was kind of surprised when when he got named to to, to be the guy, but. Um, I heard today, Tom, that I think Taylor Swift is going to sing the national anthem. I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, not you know, that's definitely not true. Uh, Reba McIntyre is going to be there. Yeah. You know, is Reba McIntyre going to sing it? I, I don't know. But Usher will be there at I, halftime. And I, Matt, do you know any songs Usher does? I, 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 yeah, I know one. the one. I know the one back from my radio producing days. There was the one song that seemed like everybody wanted for uh, a rejoiner. Uh, in the club. That's it. That's all I got. I remember a song I, I called you got, you got Bad or something like that. So I should have I yeah, I done that. my homework. A little bit. <laughs> I should, you're right, Matt. I, I should have created some rejoining music with us here. I, I, I missed the, I missed the, I missed the ball on, on, on that. So, uh, but no, there's no way Taylor Swift would perform at the Super Bowl at all. That would, that would just totally, I mean, if they're in love as much as which I'm all for a love story, if they really are in love, she would look at that as, hey, this is taking so much out of the spotlight on my man. No, I, he, she's not going to be on anywhere, on, but the TV screen, she's going to be on it. And I think there's some prop bets out there. i got to check about how many times CBS fans over to t- the Taylor Swift's and, and their suite. So uh, there's that prop bet. But, uh, no, she's, she's not, uh, not going to be – not, not going to be uh, singing. So let's let's get back on track here, uh, Ed. Let's start with you. The San Francisco 49ers have, have won 
the second most uh, Super Bowls of all time with five. Uh, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs have been there four times, so there's there's that. But let's let's take a let's let you put on your your media credentials there. Uh, you're covering the game. You're out in Vegas, and you're watching this game. What are the key things you're looking for from both sides? So when you go to that press room after the game, you've got your questions locked and loaded. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, getting back to what Matt said about uh, Purdy, you know, I mean, quarterbacks evolve, and you know, that's a good point. You know, I mean, Brady evolved. Uh, Purdy is still going to evolve, and you know, Super Bowls is where you make your reputation. So. If he comes out and wins this game, I mean, you know, he's not going to be a game manager anymore, and he's going to have to evolve from there. So uh, you never want to stay, you know, status quo or stagnant when you're a quarterback or probably in any position, but more so a quarterback because it's in the spotlight. Uh, you, you want to keep growing, and, and you want to do different things. You want to do different things well. Um, so, you know, that that to me is a big part of this game is how Brock Purdy performs in this game. And, you know, he certainly has – the weapons around him, you know, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's got the ability. He could be the MVP of this game if he comes out and runs like he has and catches passes and, you know, scores touchdowns. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a huge weapon uh, for so because he's so versatile out of the backfield. And then, you know, George Kittle, you know, he's been overlooked with Travis Kelsey, but he's a darn good tight end for the 49ers, uh, George Kittle. And then, you know, you have Brandon Ayuk and you have Debo Samuel. I mean, he's got – so many weapons, and that's probably why the 49ers are favored in this game. I mean, I think their roster is, is better than, than the Chiefs. But then when you look at the Chiefs, they have Mahomes, you know, one of the best quarterback in the game today probably, and then Andy Reid. I mean, I, I would give both those guys a nod over Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. As, as good of a coach Kyle Shanahan is, he has not won the big one. Um, so those are the kind of the things I'm looking at. It's a, this matchup between coach, quarterback on each side, and you know, this great roster that the 49ers have and, you know, can the Chiefs slow it down um, in any form? And I think they can. Um, they have the, the talent to do it and the scheme to do it. So it'll be interesting. The thing that strikes me is that it's been 40 years. You mentioned the 49ers have won five Super Bowls, but it's been 30 years since they won their last one. That's, that's surprising to me. Like, they always seem to have this really good team. And to think that it's been since, what, 1994 that they've won a Super Bowl, that to me is very surprising. Matt, and I know we got both of you guys here for just a few minutes, but I appreciate you guys both jumping on and doing the split screen uh, with me because I know you guys got a busy schedule today. Uh, but, Matt, the 49ers, one of the things they have to do to win is obviously win the turnover battle. And I know it sounds pretty basic and elementary, but expecting to contain Mahomes for four, four Full quarters is pretty much an impossibility. So they're going to have to find ways to get points on the board. And the Niners offense need to, to remain patient and play what they do because, as we've, as we've mentioned earlier in the show, that the Chiefs love chaos. And they're going to try to create chaos in every possible way. And one of those things is the turnover battle. And I think that whoever wins that battle is a very, very close pick for the win. The 49ers have got to do that. How do you how do you how do you contain uh, Patrick Mahomes? It's you're gonna have to force turnovers, and you're gonna have to force that in other parts, Matt. Well, it's it's uh, not to get too dorky about it, but it's 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 yeah. a lot of like with Mahomes, it's a lot of gap management. I mean, I know that Kansas City doesn't like run the old like I I live seven miles from the Colts complex, so I relate a lot of stuff to that. But the old 
the old cover two contain, you know, would, would basically be how the old Tony Dungy teams dealt with Michael Vick. Now, obviously a very different quarterback, probably more mobile than Patrick Mahomes, but he likes to move in the pocket. And I, and I think the key today will not be so much those edge rushers, both and young, they're going to have to, they're going to have to maintain discipline on the edge because that's going to be where Mahomes escapes. I think, if you're going to put pressure on Mahomes, it's going to come up the middle. You know, Tony not being there, the left guard, all pro left guards for Kansas City, I think is going to prove to be a little large today. So we'll see if, if San Francisco can get pressure up the middle. They'll send Warner. They'll send, they'll send extra people, you know, throughout the evening. And I think that's going to be a key. Mahomes, he'll force it. I mean, he's, he's a gunslinger. You can – you can get a turnover from him as he's trying to kind of kind of make things happen. Um, but San Francisco just yeah, – it sounds stupid, but, like, if they just run their race, it's hard to not see them win this thing. But your, your point is, is so correct because Kansas City kind of forces you in to doing some things that you really don't need to even do. I mean, in theory, in theory, San Francisco should be able to run the ball today. And, and they have a, a fantastic running back in, in McCaffrey, and I would I would imagine he's going to see the ball quite a bit today. In theory, they should be able to control the clock to some extent. Now, if this turns into a shootout, it's anybody's guess. But if this becomes kind of a bit of a ball control game, I could see San Francisco winning a you know a, a, not a huge you know margin of victory, but like maybe a two score you know seven ten point game type type of thing. But we'll just have to see because I because Mahomes, you're right, you just can't keep him reined in all day, but you might be able to get a little pressure up the middle today, which, which kind of forces him off the spot. He starts throwing off the back foot. Maybe, maybe he makes a mistake. Well, I know we got to let both of you go, but I, I want to start with you real quickly, Matt. You're a longtime indie radio legend here. You certainly were around in the, in the Peyton Manning era. Uh, we saw our, our friend uh, Dwight Freeney get into the Hall of Fame. I love it. Uh, but uh, we still got one holdout, and that's uh, Mr. Reggie Wayne. Uh, Chapel earlier this week said, it, you know, it just it makes the argument every year, but his resume doesn't change. Is Reggie Rain a a Hall of Fame uh, wide uh, wide receiver? I would think so. But is he? Not? I, yeah, I think I he know. is wide receiver. I was explaining this to a friend of mine a couple of days ago. Wide receiver is the hardest of any sport to not only judge to some extent, but just to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you think about it. Now, I, was, I gotta tell you, I was a little surprised Antonio Gates didn't make it on the first ballot. He'll, he'll be in, obviously. Uh, but, but yeah, Reggie Wayne's a Hall of Famer. Um, there's a couple reasons for it. Longevity is one. He did it, he did it well for a very long time. He is a Super Bowl champion. He, he played in two. Um, yes, he had great quarterbacks, but I don't think we penalized Jerry Rice for that for the, the, the vast majority of his career having great quarterbacks. And I'm not trying to compare the two players. I'm just saying we don't typically take that away from a very productive wide receiver that he had great quarterbacks. Now, that probably is the argument for Andre Johnson. Though. He didn't have great quarterbacks and still managed to do what he did. And I, I would agree. Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer. He was the top wide receiver at his position for several years. So, uh, but Reggie's going to make it. It's just, it's always a log jam. I think Corey Holt's going to make it too. It just, it just takes time to get these guys in. And uh, if you're really kind of want to go a deep dive on this, 
Mike Chappell kind of t- has talked about this before. You can kind of find it out there. But there's a whole weird thing that Indianapolis doesn't have an AP vote. And there's yeah. some thought that if Indianapolis did have an AP vote, things would be very different. And that's kind of his current uh, lobbying thing, that why we don't have an AP vote is kind of is kind of a silly thing here in Indianapolis. But long story I short, agree. yeah, I think Reggie's a Hall of Famer. Just a matter of time. Okay, Matt. Yeah, we got to give us two answers to two very important questions before we let you go. First of all, it's a Super Bowl party. You're going to a party or you're, you're making something at the house. What is your go-to Super Bowl food? You got to have it on Super Bowl. I love to uh, a little buffalo chicken dip. I love that a buffalo chicken dip, okay. or jalapeno popper dip, one or the other. Yeah, we are there with the with the uh, buffalo chicken dip. My our my friend uh, Nate Snyder was on before us, um, and and we'll use the polite way to say it, but uh, S S O S on a S on a shingle. It's basically be gravy. In a crock pot, and he puts it on yeah. crackers. I'm like, I've never heard of that for a Super Bowl. So, oh, no, I, go. that's Ooh. good stuff. I like that. Oh, I love it. I just never put it together with a Super Bowl. Who wins tonight? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaning San Francisco in the over tonight. I, I, I know that's kind of contrary to maybe the popular belief, but I think San Francisco and, and a bit of a surprising shootout pulls it out. All right, Matt, uh, we appreciate you. Now, last time you were on, I'm going to call you to the mat here real quick, and you don't have to answer me if you don't want to. You said there might be an announcement forthcoming soon. Do we have an announcement yet of any any sort? Uh, no, no. There was, a, okay. yeah, there was a little something there. for I forgot about that. Yeah, there, no, we're, I think we're uh, still enjoying for, uh, an extended, uh, extended stretch of free agency. <laughs> you're, you're in negotiations. I get it. Well, you're always welcome here, yeah. sir. We we appreciate you. You have a good day, sir. Good Super Bowl to you. Hey, hey, enjoy the game tonight, guys. Thank Come you, Matt, Matt Hicks, longtime radio legend, been around certainly around during the Peyton Manning area. And as we all know in radio, you get those those times of free agency where you just you don't know when the next stop's going to be, and he's kind of he's kind of there now. But I know for a fact he'll be something. He will he will turn up soon, but he's always going to be. Welcome on this show. Ed Kratz, thank you for joining us, a beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we, we go off into the offseason. We'll probably do have you on for a recap or something next week. But uh, so we certainly, you're always the, one of the most incredible parts of this show, and we always hate to say goodbye to you for the year. That's why I wanted to save you for last, uh, because I wanted to make sure that we gave you the proper gratitude that you deserve for this show. You certainly elevate us to a, a next level. What is your go-to Super Bowl food? Uh, that's, that's nice of you to say, Tom. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, my, well, wings, of course. I mean, I'm a big chicken wings guy. Uh, that I do know about. You know. <laughs> yes, yeah. We, we, we've had wings together, I think. Uh, one of those yes, fine dining establishments. And, uh, the Weber <laughs> Grill. Not to throw a, a plug out to that's them, right. but, boy, they had some great ones. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, that would be my go-to is just throw some wings out there for me and let me just, you know, pick at them all game long, and I'd be happy as can be. Do some grazing, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I, I love it. Yeah. All right, who is your official pick uh, for tonight's Super Bowl 58? Man, it seems like everybody's picking the Chiefs. So many people are picking Kansas City, and I, I, I've been looking for a reason to pick the 49ers and – I just think I'm going to stick with the I'm, – I'm going to go with the 49ers, even though I don't really have a good reason other than that their roster is very good. 
And I think Christian McCaffrey, to me, uh, is going to be the difference. He wasn't with this team when they played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl or what four or five years ago. Um, he was still in Carolina, I think. But I think he's going to be a difference maker, and that's the reason I'm taking uh, the 49ers. Is I think McCaffrey can control this game with his legs. He's very good in the short passing game. And I think the 49ers will find a way to keep the ball long enough to limit the damage on Mahomes. Um, you know, containing Mahomes obviously is going to be key for that defense. And, you know, how many games have we seen Mahomes just kind of pick up a huge first down on a third and long with his legs uh, to keep drives alive? I think the 49ers have to find a way to stop that. If that means possibly putting a spy on him while you hope the pressure gets home, but you can't let Mahomes uh, beat you with his legs. Now he, you know, he may only gain 40, 30, 40 yards in the game, but it's, it's when he gets those yards on key third down and longs. It seems he's always very good at keeping drives alive. So the 49ers are going to have to limit that because he is going to be tough to beat, but I think the 49ers find a way, uh, you know, I think they'll probably win this game, something along the lines of like 27 to 23. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think the over under is 46 in this game. I'd probably take the over, I'm not sure either team gets to 30, but I, I think they'll both play it into the mid-20s. And I, but I like the 49ers to win. Ed, before you go, I want you to say hello to an old friend. Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us, and welcome back to The Balance. Uh, it's actually been exactly one year since you've been on the show with us today on our Super Bowl. And I, I know our schedules don't always permit you to come on Saturday, so it's always welcome to have you on. Mo from the BS Sports Show, say hello to your old friend, Ed Kraft. <laughs> Mo, hey, how you doing, morning, Mo? Guys. Long I'm time. Good. I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of Taylor Swift tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift's up. Well, Ed, we know we got to oh. let you go, and, and we always appreciate you coming on, and, and I hope you have a good uh, Super Bowl, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk with you soon and do a recap. Absolutely. Yep. Enjoy the game, guys. See ya. All right. We'll see ya. Ed Kratz, beat writers of the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com. Guys, thanks so much for Adam Jividen for jumping on with us. Nate Snyder for jumping on with us. Uh, uh, Matt Hicks for jumping on with us, of course, Ed Kratz. And we saved the best for last, and that's certainly the best. And uh, Mo, going to be a sports show. Mo, good to have you back. How are you, sir? Did we wake you up this morning? Yeah, it's been, been, been a long time. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, unfortunately a very late night for me. Got uh, rolling this morning about four thirty, but uh, I am up and excited for uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh man, I tell you. So uh, you know, I don't know if you heard this earlier, but uh, I mean, we had some breaking news. <laughs> Taylor Swift has landed in Las Vegas, and lol is is good. Let me ask you this. It, Kind of a random question. I've, I've asked this throughout the show today. Do you do you think that there's that Taylor Swift is kind of uh, taking football away from us? I mean, like, do you know how Taylor? Would you like all excited to see Taylor Swift go to a concert and then they they keep showing a football game on the big screen while the concert's going on? Uh, I mean, but she has made three hundred and thirty million dollars. I don't know how they calculated that, but she has made three hundred and thirty million dollars through the Chiefs and the NFL. What 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 is your opinion of the of the Taylor Swift effect? I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, you know, you're talking about somebody who is a uh, global superstar, maybe the most popular person uh, in the world. Um, 
you know, it, it, it adds a little bit of drama to the story. You know, I mean, I, I like, I love football, my favorite sport, but, you know, it, it has a little bit of drama to it. it. It brings in more casual viewers. You know, we've seen more casual viewers over this year that normally we wouldn't see until today, until Super Bowl Sunday, the people who tune in just because it is Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I don't mind that part at all. I, I think a lot of people tend to blow it out of proportion. Uh, you know, it, it's it's Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, and, you know, if it was just some girl named Beth, we wouldn't care as much. But it, it is Taylor Swift, and it is bringing more eyes to the NFL, and at the, at the end of the day, the NFL is a business, and it's all about making money. And I will tell you, uh, you know, and my wife gives me all kinds of crap about it, but when I post about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on my Twitter account, nothing gets more responses and and more comments and, and anything on there than when I post about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Love it. Well, you know, if it works, keep it keep it going. Well, let's let's talk about let's break down the game tonight at Super Bowl Fifty Eight. It's out at Allegiant Stadium. Read into it what you want. The last time the Kansas City Chiefs were at Allegiant Stadium against the Raiders, they lost. And the Kansas City Chiefs have had a bumpy road to the Super Bowl, but they've been able to do it in what they do well, and that's postseason play, creating chaos. If they do that against the Forty Niners. That's going to be problematic for the 49ers. Now, the 49ers are – there's a reason Vegas, you know, made them the favorite. The spread's only two. I get it. But they made them the favorite because they clearly are, over time, over the season, the better team. So the 49ers just need to go in and focus and, and not allow that chaos to be created because you better believe Coach Reed and, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do everything they can do to create chaos and create – chaos big time, especially with their defensive coordinator. How does the San Francisco 49ers keep that from happening? I mean, the one thing I've heard all week that, that is so frustrating this year uh, to me is, you know, the, the 49ers are a better team on paper. Well, you know, the game's not played on paper. The game's played on the field. The 49ers do have a better roster. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. They're better at the most skill positions uh, other than quarterback and, you know, possibly tight end. But at the end of the day, the Patrick Mahomes effect is something that you have to take into consideration. To me, this is the best season he's ever played. And he's not the MVP this year, but he's done it with a lesser cast. He's done it with young receivers who drop the football a lot. He's done it with a bad offensive line at times. Uh, he's done it with Travis Kelsey disappearing a couple times in games. And, uh, you know, it, it's getting almost to the Tom Brady uh, level where you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. For me today, uh, the biggest key to the game is, like you mentioned, is going to be Steve Spagnuolo and that Kansas City defense. Uh, if they can cause some chaos on the field and get to Brock pretty early, I think that's where the difference is. That right side of the uh, of the uh, San Francisco offensive line has not been good this year, and so that means Chris Jones is going to be lining up on that side of the football and trying to get in there and, and get Brock Purdy uh, uncomfortable very early. We've seen him struggle in the first half of his last two playoff games. Uh, he's been incredible in the second half, but it's it's – going to be on the Kansas City defense uh, to really be the MVPs of this game and, and get to Brock Purdy in that uh, San Francisco offense early. Well, I, I tell you, and that's, that's absolutely the, the truest thing of, of all. Let's talk a little bit about the, the D word. We've brought that up several times to, uh, today. Uh, and, and I think we're all in the camp that whether or not that Kansas City wins tonight or they lose tonight, 
we are now officially in the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty. You look at Patrick Mahomes, 25 years old in the prime of the of his life, been to four Super Bowls, won two, won two MVPs. You look at Coach Reed, what he's been able to do. Uh, and you look at, obviously, Travis Kelsey. All three of those ingredients are really key ingredients. I mean, you mentioned the defensive coordinator, uh, are all ingredients to the dynasty of what's, what's going on right now. If any of those uh, disappear this year, and it, okay, what's the scenario? If the, Chief, the, the Chiefs lose, does, does Andy Reid keep going? If he if they win, does he retire? Or does he not retire whether or not they win or lose? You know, there's been a lot of talk about his retirement. Uh, you know, Andy Reid, uh, you know, has proven to be an amazing offensive mind and innovator. Uh, the one interesting thing that stands out to me, should Andy Reid leave, depending on what happens, you know, his former offensive coordinator is sitting out there without a job right now in Eric Bieniemy. If if Andy Reid leaves, does Eric Bieniemy, who most thought would be the head coach in rating, wind up becoming the head coach? Uh, you know, I don't know that that Andy's ready to quit necessarily, but it could be pressure from the home front. We see it a lot of times uh, as these coaches get older that they don't necessarily want to leave the game, but the their wives or family are, are asking for them to because let's be honest in professional sports i don't know that there's a more demanding job on the field or off than being a coach in the nfl you're talking about guys who are there four o'clock in the morning and aren't leaving until midnight one o'clock in the morning it's it's a all day every day job uh you know but andy seems to love it and it's one of the things this week, unfortunately, I think has gotten overlooked when we talk about Mahomes, we talk about McCaffrey, we talk about Kelsey, we've talked about Taylor Swift. I don't know that Andy Reid has gotten his just due for the success of not just Patrick Mahomes, but, uh, you know, for this Kansas City football team. Just an amazing job year in, year out. And I don't know that I think we've got a Brady-Belichick type situation here. You know, one helps the other, and I don't know that they're the same player without the other. You know, we've we've spent so much time over the past few months and over the past week, and, and you know, a lot of time on the show talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and Christian, uh, not Christian McCaffrey, but I'm getting ready to talk about Christian McCaffrey, uh, but uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, all of that's been t- sucking all of the wind out of the 49ers, and, and I think uh, you know, outside of controlling the turnovers, that's a, that's an obvious thing because you're that's one of the, the things that Kansas City is going to do to try to create chaos. They have got to feed Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the Niners are at their best when their offense flows through McCaffrey. As dangerous as a a running ball between the tackles, uh, he is great. He is a key, key component of a San Francisco win. Uh, So what are your thoughts on Christian McCaffrey? And I think that he's because of who they're playing and other players, he's he's been kind of overlooked. But certainly I can assure you that the Kansas City Chiefs are not overlooking Christian McCaffrey. But they have got to, they've got pretty that pretty McCaffrey duo has to show up. Yeah, you know Christian McCaffrey running the ball is dangerous, but to me, the most dangerous 
play in, in the San Francisco 49ers arsenal is the swing pass to Christian McCaffrey when he's got a running start and gets that ball in the flat. And he is so hard to bring down because he is a really stout, strong dude, but he's so small and that center of gravity is so low that he's a guy that's hard to break down. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but his skill set and his elusiveness is amazing. And when Christian McCaffrey is going, that's when it opens the playbook up and opens the field up for Brandon Ayuk, for uh, George Kittle, for Debo Samuel. So it is such a, a huge part of their offense to get him going, not just for his stats, but for the other plays of those other skill position players. Christian McCaffrey, as he goes, the San Francisco offense goes. In games when he struggled at the beginning, Brock Purdy has also struggled. So I think that you're going to uh, you're going to see, uh, you know, those first 10 to 15 plays are going to have a lot to do with Christian McCaffrey uh, when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers getting off, uh, you know, to a good start early. Well, let's talk about a little bit about Brock Purdy. You know, he went from being the last guy – picks in the NFL in 20, a draft in the 2022 draft uh, to being getting the nickname Mr. Irrelevant. Now everybody says, well, you know, tra- Patrick Mahomes, he's a dynasty. Uh, he's, he's, he's in the league level. He is. That's true. But when we talk about Brock Purdy, he's, he's, he's a game manager. He's a game manager. I, I think he, we need to elevate him and promote him past that. Um and we need to get the kind of ver- the version of Purdy who wins games with the kind of crazy the kind of crazy plays as you mentioned the swing pass to uh, McCaffrey uh, that they did to beat the Lions uh, and uh, you know the Lions and, and it's unfortunate for them because I was really rooting for them they just basically pissed away the second half and I don't know what happened and maybe you you uh, we can we can digress a little bit on that and you can I, I know you you. you uh, you follow the Lions a little bit more than other people, but the Lions just showed up and throwed up in the second half of that game. But if we can get that kind of Purdy and that kind of 49ers, that would be huge for tonight's game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lions reminded me a lot of the Falcons in that Super Bowl against New England a few years ago. They were playing more not to lose than playing to win, and that's when things usually go bad for teams. Uh, you know, but Brock Purdy, let's talk about a guy who not only is playing in the Super Bowl after being Mr. Irrelevant, but he also unseated a guy that the 49ers traded up to number three for, Trey Lance, who is uh, now Mr. Irrelevant on the, on the Cowboys quarterback roster, you know. Uh, it, what he's done has been amazing. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget that he worked his butt off to come back from, uh, you know, a, a shoulder injury to make sure he was ready for the start of the season. Has he been great all the time? No, but he's a guy that you, you can count on as a 49ers fan now to keep you in the game. And when you're a winning football team, that's what you want. You want your quarterback to keep you in the game. Uh, you know, uh, most quarterbacks are game managers, you know what I mean? I mean, Tom Brady was a great game manager, but he was he was kept you in the game, and when it was time to go down and win, he won. If you're not a game manager, I don't think I want you as the quarterback on the football team. Uh, Brock Purdy has been fantastic. Uh, he's a guy that's got a lot of heart, and he has willed this 49ers team to two wins in the playoffs. So, yeah, he went from Mr. Irrelevant to uh, to being a Super Bowl quarterback, and, and who knows? Had Brock Purdy been healthy last year in the NFC Championship game and McCaffrey wasn't playing quarterback after the, the Niners ran out of quarterbacks against the Eagles, we could have seen a rematch because it could have been, easily been the Niners last year uh, beating Philadelphia had Brock Purdy been healthy. So what this kid's done is absolutely fantastic. It's amazing. 
Uh, and, you know, and, and I think this kid's got uh, – he, he's got some balls out there when he's playing. You know, he, he goes out there, uh, doesn't give a crap, and he's out there just to sling the ball. And, yeah, he's a game manager, but uh, he, he's got some moxie when it comes to standing in that pocket and, and bringing that team down the field. Let's talk a little bit about where the Super Bowl is at. It's in Vegas. You know, you're, you're no stranger to betting, and neither am I. But what, one of the things I felt kind of funny, ironically funny, I don't even know if it's funny, but, you know, we had so many issues early on in the season. With, and certainly the Colts were affected, and other Lions, other teams were affected um, by gambling at, inside the organization and being suspended for gambling indefinitely and so forth. The, the, the penalties just racked up for gambling. But yet they have the Super Bowl in Vegas. Now, I don't necessarily say one has to do with the other, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you look at nine years ago, Roger Goodell's talking about how, you know, the NFL will never be involved with gambling sites and with gambling and, and Las Vegas. And here we are, you know, a mere nine years later, the Super Bowl's in Vegas, uh, you know, Companies like DraftKings are major sponsors of the NFL, and, and the NFL had nothing to do but embrace it. They they couldn't fight it. Uh, you know, we talk about the popularity that Taylor Swift has brought to football. Let's talk about the popularity that gambling has brought to football. You know, football had, was brought to another level with fantasy. Football was brought to another level with gambling. How many terrible games have you paid attention to this year because you had money on it? You know, uh, the Commanders-Giants on a Thursday night is a terrible game. But when I've got money on it, I'm I'm into the game. So, you know, it, people want to talk about the, the Taylor Swift effect. Let's talk about the gambling effect on the NFL. It, it's been gigantic. And, uh, you know, I, I know that people worry now that uh, that loan sharks and, and people who have a lot of money can influence outcomes of games. I, I, I think that the NFL is probably the – their front offices run the best when it comes to watching guys on gambling. The the security staff of the NFL is full full of former FBI agents and guys like that. If you're going to gamble and you're an NFL player, you better be very very careful. And boy, you better cover it up better than uh, you know than Al Capone used to cover up his crimes as a gangster in the twenties <laughs> in Chicago because the NFL is going to the NFL is going to catch you. They're uh, they're very good at it. So there's no concern on my part that the outcomes. Uh, could be fixed due to gambling. So uh, Nick Bosa, probably one of the, the best 49er players outside of you know Christian McCaffrey, uh, he did a um, underwear commercial for uh, Kim Kardashian's company. I don't know if you've seen that commercial. I think it's even supposed to air on the on the Super Bowl. But now he's been labeled as Sin City's sex symbol. So, but overall. Nick Boza, he's got to play a vital part in this game tonight. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, him getting the the Patrick Mahomes and 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 getting, I, you know, before I came on, uh, this was uh, fantastic because it's been my thoughts all week. If if Nick Bosa can get uh, the Mahomes and getting him, uh, you know, thrown off his back foot, uh, like was mentioned earlier, you know, because again, you talk about a wide receiving core that had a ton of drops this year and a ton of mistakes. So if Mahomes isn't accurate, that's when things go bad for Kansas City. So Nick Bosa getting to the quarterback is going to be huge. And how many games have we seen in the playoffs the last couple of years where we see a gimpy Patrick Mahomes? Now, 
has it kept him from winning? No, but uh, you know, Mahomes can be got to, and and if you get to him early and and you take away that run, because Ed said it perfectly, the thing that killed has killed teams all year long and for a few years now is Mahomes on a third and long, a third and eighteen, running for a first down. He's uh, you know, sometimes watching him run reminds me of watching Peyton Manning run. It's so awkward. But it's effective because teams aren't sitting there with a spy waiting on him. And and I think Ed said it perfectly. Patrick getting the Patrick Mahomes is gonna be is gonna be important because those long runs on third down will kill any team because it extends the drive and it keeps your defense out there longer. So uh, uh, Nick Bosa is going to be a key figure in the 49ers if they're gonna win this game today. Well, you know, we, before we wrap it up and put a bowl on it, you know, Shanahan's offense supposedly wasn't, wasn't capable of producing a fourth-quarter comeback. Uh, that, that may have been true 2017 to 2023, but the 49ers have rallied in both of their playoff wins. And I, both of us were old enough to remember when the, when the stigma of Shanahan teams was what was that they couldn't hold a fourth-quarter lead in championship games. Oh, yeah, that storyline will resurface repeatedly. Uh, during today's game, but they can't be in that. They can't play the comeback game with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the chaos I was talking about earlier. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? If they get behind and they have to play the comeback game, it's, it's going to fail miserably for the 49ers. What are your thoughts on that? I, Mahomes is one of those guys to me that when he knows he's got you on the ropes – he will throw that knockout punch. So I, I think you're 100% right. Kansas City doesn't want to get behind uh, early. They don't want to get too far behind because Mahomes, when he has his foot on your throat, will step on it. He, he is a guy that, that feeds on that. Nobody, in my opinion, plays better with a lead in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be imperative for, for San Francisco to keep the game close and not uh, not give Mahomes a, a lead to work with because that's where he thrives. And to me, I think that's where the weapon that we don't haven't talked about at all, a guy who could wind up being the Super Bowl MVP, could be a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. When Mahomes has a lead, Pacheco's at his best. You're talking about a guy, uh, you know, who has been an unsung hero for this football team all year. Uh, you know, we talked, uh, we sung the praises of Clyde Edwards-Alaire a few years ago, thinking he was going to be the back of the future. But Pacheco has come in there and and, and saved uh, this Kansas City offense a bunch of times so far this year. And I think if Kansas City gets up to an early lead, it becomes the Isaiah Pacheco show, and you could be looking at the Super Bowl MVP there. You're a very valid point, very valid point. And, that's, and we meant, I meant to bring him up earlier, but that's a very valid point. Uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show joins us, Mo. Before we let you go, two important questions that we've been asking everybody today. So uh, we will finish off our questionnaire with you. First of all, uh, Super Bowl food. You're at a Super Bowl party or you're going to a Super Bowl party. There's got to be a certain Super Bowl food for you. What is it? Normally, uh, Tom, it would be chilly, but since the Super Bowl is going to be warmer today as we watch here in Indiana, uh, wings is, is going to be it. Uh, uh, Super Bowl is, is all about uh, all about chicken wings today, but normally on a, on a colder Super Bowl Sunday, I'm a big fan of chili on Super Bowl Sunday. I love chili, and I make a mean chili. So I'm with you on the chili for sure. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I like ribs, I like chili, I like wings, buffalo oh, chicken yeah. dip uh, for sure. Absolutely. All right. So who is your official pick uh, for the Super Bowl, sir? You know, I've gone back and forth on this all week. 
and I'll be 100% honest, I, I took Kansas City uh, as soon as the games were over last week and, and took the points uh, as far as betting goes. Uh, I think like everybody else, unfortunately, I think it's close. Right now, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's given me no reason to not believe in him. Uh, again, I think San Francisco is probably the better roster, the better team. But to me, when you've got a guy that's got the experience that Mahomes does, Andy Reid does, and we know that uh, Reid's going to come up with some crazy plays. You're going to see some chances taken early, I think, by Kansas City. So I'm going with Kansas City. Like Ed said, I think it's a close one. I think it's 27-24. I'm right there with you, uh, and, I, and I agree. You should not bet against Patrick Mahomes, not giving us any reason to. I'm not a Patrick Mahomes hater by any stretch of the imagination or a Chiefs hater by any stretch of the imagination. I just and, – and, and I don't know. I might be the anomaly here, but I, I'd like the 49ers to win. Again, in the close one, and uh, the company I work for is based in San Francisco, but that's not why I'm looking at San Francisco. But it has been noticeable that they, they're the only ones in the entire company that have said go – Go 49ers. So uh, everybody in the world is going for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I, I, my, my official pick is the 49ers. It's going to be a close one. But I am going to do some prop bets. I'm going to look into the, some of the prop bets and, and see what I, can, what, I, what I can get into there as well. Mo, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Well, I don't have a lot of masterpieces, but I do post a lot of crap on uh, X, though so <laughs> you can find me at Mo Radio Show. All right. I love it. We love having you on, man. You have yourself a good weekend, and uh, have a great Super Bowl, sir. Oh, thank you, brother. This was so much fun being back on. You're always welcome. Always welcome. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Mo from the BS Sports Show, and that's going to help us wrap it up and put a bowl on it. It has been a great Super Bowl special. I, I promised you greatness. I promised you greatness. And, uh, you know, we, we, we do it great every year. We have a full show, packed of, of shows. So my official pick is going to be the San Francisco 49ers in a close one. Um, you know, I, I, again, though, I don't disagree with anything with, that's been pointed out with the Chiefs. Uh, so Melissa's been keeping a tally of everybody's picks. We'll get that up on social media uh, for your uh, whatever. And it, it, tweet us or X us or whatever you're doing over there in the bird land uh, or X bird uh, and uh, give us a, a thought on on your uh, uh, Super Bowl win. My name is Tom Marcos, El Presidente. We're going to go back to uh, last year. I believe it was last year. The Super Bowl Chiefs hype going to take us out. My name is Tom Marcos. El Presidente, remember, don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. The greatest day in the history of Kansas City. This team is the greatest in the universe. Before the dark time.
So what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess.